Thank you for calling Pinnacle Insurance. Hi, can I speak to Troy, please? I just have to make sure he isn't on the other line at the moment. Just a second. Can I tell him who's calling? Uh, yeah, it's Joey Jingola. I'm so sorry. I didn't catch that name. Uh, Joey Jingola. One moment. When you work with our experience... Hello, this is Troy. Troy, this is Joey Jingola. Hey, Joey. How's it going? Good. How you doing, sir? Pretty good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Well, you know, we I think we do pretty good on like Minnesota like car insurance Minnesota and stuff like that, but I don't even know if I want that because we get a lot of SR22s and yeah, right. just crap we don't even want to deal with anyway. And that's a big thing we've been dealing with lately is anytime you say yes to one thing, you're simultaneously saying no to something else. That's a quote I have in my office. And we just have to be saying no a lot more than we are right now because those good clients that never call and bother you, they're the ones that get pushed to the back of the list because you're dealing with all the crappy clients that are calling you every day for this or that, and then we end up losing the good clients. It's so much harder to actually do, though. And that was Troy Thompson over at Pinnacle Insurance, and he is absolutely 100% right about both things. One, we need to say no more, and two, no, he's right. He does not want to rank for car insurance in Minnesota because he's going to be chasing down those SR22s, and he's going to need to say no a whole lot more. Now, maybe there is, if you're able to say no, maybe you can sift through it fast enough to where it makes sense. Maybe, 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 maybe. I don't know. I do know that saying no is very hard. I'm guilty of it, you're guilty of it. I Maybe this comes with the obligation that we feel being an insurance. Maybe it's the industry, right? Because let's face it, if somebody doesn't have this and, and we said no, and something happens, it's actively just on our conscience. Obviously, we're never gonna know if something happens, but we're just, it's beaten into us that, you know, we have a duty to serve people in a certain expectation outside of our own well-being, right? Like we have a financial responsibility to do better for people, even if it's not in our own best interest. And that's probably something that's been ingrained in us and maybe part of it, I don't wanna say it's a problem of the industry, but it's it's it creates a bad business habit or tendency where, we can't say no as often as we should just because we feel that it is our duty or whatever. Now, I might be propping this thing up on a unnecessary pedestal, but the the thing that, that really kind of gets at me, and this is where we're going with this, is that you know the saying no is something that we need to get better at, but to, to get better at it, we need to be systematized in it, and we need to, to chase something, and we need to have criteria, and we need to have you know, kind of qualifications in place. We need to have something in place to make it viable, to make it like we're not just randomly picking and choosing, even though we could and it might work, but we need to have a rhyme or reason as to why we're saying no and who we're saying no to. We need to understand who that person is that we don't want to do business with or can't do business with, or it's just not in our best interest to do business with. It goes back to like a million of the episodes that we've talked about, but it's the systems and processes that we have to put in place that to make it possible that become the challenge. And then we're doing a bunch of different things that are not easy and that we're not good at. And that's where we find 
a whole lot of activity not happening. More than anything, I'd like to get our agency uh, systemized better. And my wife here works here full-time now with us now, and she's helping with putting the systems together. Now it's time to get another person in to help the service work so I can go sell more. If you happen to have a stone in your hand right now, this is where you might want to throw it at me. I'm not saying I want you to, but you might feel compelled. And my answer to this, or what I have to say about this, might surprise you. And as much as I'm involved, you know, as much as I'm in love with being efficient and creating things and systems to to make our lives better, I sometimes feel it becomes something that paralyzes us to where we keep talking about something that never comes and we keep thinking about something that we can never ultimately do. I know that I've got a million systems in my head that have just debilitated me to the point that I just want to crawl up in a ball and cry. I'm going to be very honest and it drives me nuts because I haven't gotten them done. And yes, we want to have these as goals, but at the same time, the best system is the one that we have in place and it is working, right? It's kind of like life insurance. It's what's the best life insurance policy. It's the one you have when you die. Now that's not to say that you can't always be actively improving and trying to move forward in these. Cause I don't want to let you off the hook entirely. Uh, if you don't have an agency management system, that's definitely not an excuse to not have an agency management system. But the whole idea of saying no and systematizing and and making things happen that normally don't is it is debilitating and to the point to where we push away good business or we or we're not capable of of setting up this ultimate dream system that we have in our minds we have to understand what is practical the practicality in all of this and being okay with good for the time being and know that it's not going to be great overnight, but knowing that each day we're taking a step forward to having that system be great is obviously where we want to be. Big goals are kind of creating a wow experience for our clients, like welcome kits and things like that. And processes is another goal. And then we have a, we want to do like 800,000 a new business this year. We had that goal before one of our other staff members quit at the beginning of the year. So that was fun. We haven't been able to really focus a lot on sales yet. So those are our three big goals for the year. It's that last goal, that 800,000 in sales goal, that sometimes gets glossed over. And as much as, again, if you have two stones in your hand, go ahead and throw them because I probably deserve it right now. It's that last goal. It's, it's you know As much as I want to talk about marketing and how we need to be creating an experience that builds trust and, and attracts people to us, I think we sometimes forget about that $800,000 sales goal in because we're being distracted by the shiny things, the wow factor of creating that thing that we want to create that we're not really great at creating. And, you know, that ultimately is this a chicken and the egg thing? You know, do we get the 800,000 sales goal if we don't have these things? And obviously you have to kind of answer that question for your agency and I can't answer it for you, but the whole reason that I'm put, you know, pulled these clips out from Troy is because I just want us to not worry about every little thing all the time. And there is something to be said for just going and making a sale. And it doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be pretty. 
just making the sale. And this just may be where I am at right now today recording this show. And it is probably, you know, again, borderline irresponsible. But again, that $800,000 sales goal is the only goal that will ultimately guarantee you keeping your doors open next month, year, whatever you want to say, six years from now. And yes, those things all contribute to it, these systems, the saying no, but it's all easier said than done. And that's the point, is that let's do something, let's not forget to do something, I should say, that is is easier and there is no saying in doing. It's just easier to do, right? I don't. There's probably a better way to say it. I I didn't do it, but it's to be okay with the idea that, yeah, my systems aren't as good as they can be. Yeah, it's not as shiny and wowy when somebody comes onto our agency. But I'm making my sales, and I'm working towards continually to build those systems and that wow factor. It's looking at it like playing with Legos as opposed to running a race. And I don't know that any of those make sense or playing with a racetrack. I don't know, man, my analogies have been way off. But let's just, you know, we, we, we view it as a destination, right? As something that we're ultimately going to get to. And I don't know that there is such a destination. It does not exist in my opinion as I'm talking to you right now. The whole Lego idea is, is that we're always just going to be able to put another block on top of one another and ultimately come up with the thing that will be good enough for the time that we need it to be done in. And that is what, you know, we're not allowing ourselves the opportunity to do that is ultimately paralyzing us into doing nothing. And we don't have a good system. We're not starting to build a good system. And we're not focusing on our sales. We're not focusing on that sales goal that we want to hit because we're too worried about the system we're not building. And we're too worried about, well, we should never be worried about saying no. I think the no thing is powerful. That's why I wanted to start off with. I'm not sure how it fully fits into this. Work with me here. Um, But these are all the things that distract us, right? It's, oh, are we saying no to this person or that person? And we have to make decisions at some point, right? But being okay knowing that it is a continual work in progress and that it is a never a finished result and knowing that it is the day-by-day experience that is going to ultimately, you know, continue to get you to where you're going. Not ultimately, because it's never finished, right? It's being okay with that and understanding that you're just going to keep building your Legos every day and making time for each one of those things and not losing sight of them and understanding what is important, what isn't important, and, and not getting too caught up in the things that are easier said than done. We're doing this thing in Chicago. It's called Grow Laboratory. And I want to invite you to join myself, Jason Cass, Ryan Hanley, Brent Kelly, and probably 50 of the best agents in the country that you're going to find who worry about debilitating themselves, creating systems that may or may not work and they may or may not be able to actually put together. But it doesn't matter because we're all going to be together plucking each person's own masterful piece of that system out of them. That's what the Girl Laboratory is. We're going to be concocting all of the best from the different agents around the country who are joining us, part of the Grow community. It's going to be happening live in Chicago on September the 8th. 
and registration is open right now. The early bird pricing is almost over. So if you want a chance to come join us in Chicago, head over to growprogram.com slash free and become a free grow member to have your chance to register for this grow laboratory. Join myself and a bunch of cool other agents in Chicago to help figure out what the best parts of the system are and how to put them in place. So head on over to growprogram.com slash free to get started.